When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Sean. Tommy, what's up, man? How you doing? Look at you looking all professional with your setup. <laughs> hey, you know, when I'm talking to somebody like you, I got to come with it. I got to come with my A game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my man. It's so good to have you. Thank you for joining. Let's stay together. Sean, I, I created this show because everybody is stuck inside. We're social distancing. Anxiety is through the roof. And I wanted people to have every single day a dose of inspiration. And you are somebody who inspires many. So thank you for being here. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me. I can't tell you. When we saw your comment, and obviously you, you guys have been working with Chip, we got really excited because you are... You just exude brightness and excitement and happiness, and uh, it's just a pleasure to be here with you today, so thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And guys, I know you're all super psyched, so if you have any questions, leave them in the comment section. I will keep my eye on them throughout the interview, and I will definitely get to asking a few. But Sean, I want to dive in. We have a lot to talk about, so if you're ready to rock, let's go. I'm always ready. Let's rock. All right, my man. So it goes without saying that you are a fitness superstar. People just love you. Millions and millions of people have done your workout videos, myself included. I have done Insanity, and you have kicked my butt many times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me kick your butt. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I think people really respond to you because you are such joy. You're happy in these videos. You're smiling. You're dancing and grooving, and you motivate people. But, you know, I know that it was wasn't always like that and you weren't always smiling in the early years of your life that many people might not know about you were tough and you certainly struggled quite a bit so talk to me about what what some of those things were that you had to get through early on yeah I think a lot of people you know they see a blue check mark or they see people in, on tv or they see people that have you know gotten some sort of success in their life and you know, they don't really know the depths of what it took to get there. But, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be straight up because we don't have that much time. You know, I know people are busy, but, you know, I'm a sexual abuse survivor. And while it was the worst thing that has ever happened to me, it really shaped who I am as a person. 
um, I had to devise a plan at 14 years old to move out of my house, move away from my mother and my brother who I absolutely loved, you know, because there was a step monster there, which I call him in my book. And so it was really painful. And I remember the first night that I left home, how I had this, I cried uncontrollably to my grandparents because I went and I moved with my grandparents, but I had to hold that secret in for so long. Number one, I had to hold the secret in that I was sexually abused from the time I was eight to the time I was 12. But then in addition to that, I had to hide the fact, you know, at an early age, trying to struggle with being gay. You know, so I had a double whammy. And then in addition to that, struggle with being teased in school, you know. And so all of those things were really horrible. Like I say it all the time, my grandparents saved my life. But the thing that, you know, came from that is that I knew that I was going to have to work hard in life. And so now in today's time, you know, I went to therapy. I did a lot of those things, but I still utilize the pain that I've been through. Like I, some people may think this is really weird, but being a sexual abuse survivor, and I know a lot of people out there are, you know, I go back and I talk to what I call the little Shawnee. Sometimes if I'm struggling in my life right now, I go back and talk to my eight-year-old self. And I say, eight-year-old self, like, how'd you get through this? And it's really, you know, it really helps me. And like I said, through therapy, it's really helped me. But I think I say all that to say, even in today's time, again, you know, on social media, we see happy, happy, happy. And I want people to be happy and joyful because I'm a cut up. You know what I mean? I like to have a good amount, good amount of fun, but it's okay to attach to the struggle, you know, but through struggle comes strength. And I think that the, the sooner you attach to the struggle and be okay with what you've been through in your life uh, and, and get therapy, which is really good, the sooner you'll, you know, you'll start to be able to thrive. So my earlier years weren't the Shanti that you see now. I wasn't yelling at you like that. I actually hid in my closet. I had a My Buddy doll and I would hide in my closet because he's the only person that I felt like I could be free around. You know, I have My Buddy and my Light Bright game, which I'm dating myself, but- Oh, I have that too, I love it. Okay. <laughs> so I had a My Buddy and a Light Bright and I hid in the closet. So while people say, you know, I was in the closet, I'm like, yo, I was really in the closet. Yeah. Okay, and so, you know, I say all that to say, I just want people to know that the guy that they see on TV or, you know, pushing them through their workouts, there's so much more depth to me, just like there's so much more depth to people out there and you, you know, everyone has a story. Um, everyone has a story and it's unique to them. And I think it's what shapes them to into who they are today. And I thank you for sharing that because people only see the finished product, right? The successful version of, of people sometimes. And you do have a lot you went through, which has shaped who you are today. And I know, Sean, it didn't stop there. You went to a state college, you got a scholarship. And with that scholarship came that dining hall meal plan card, which meant lots and lots of free food. And you had another hurdle to face when suddenly you saw you gained 50 pounds, right? Yeah, so a lot of people think that also a lot of fitness uh, professionals started out their fitness journey by being overweight. Me personally, I woke up one day, I had gained 50 pounds. And Tommy, when I tell you, it was more than the 50 pounds that I had seen in the mirror. I had graduated high school. I was 178 pounds. I was a track and field state champion in the hurdles. You know, I was, you know, megastar athlete. Went to college on an academic scholarship 
And then I started eating. I got the food cart. I would order Domino's late at night. And, you know, people gained a freshman 15. I gained a freshman 50. But the deeper thing to that is not only did I gain 50 pounds, I eventually realized why I was gaining the weight. And people might think part of this is kind of funny, like I'll make it humorous, but the other part is serious. You know, I got hit on by a lot of girls or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Jersey. I tried to be off live, but honestly, but I, but I gained weight to hide from being hit. I wanted to be unattractive, you know, because the more unattractive I was, the less people I would be that would be attracted to me, the less I actually had to show girls that I wasn't into them, right? Because I was just trying to push it away. And so when I woke up and I gained weight and I realized I had gained 50 pounds, it, you know, emotions came crashing down because I realized it's more than just the weight. It's really about the baggage that's happening in your life. So that morning, I'm telling you, man, I, I remember vividly, I put on my clothes, I went to the rec center, the gym, I got on the treadmill for 10 minutes a day. And I did that every single day. And to the point where I gained enough strength and courage, I should say, and confidence to go into the weight room. Then I went into the weight room, and once that happened, I changed my major from communications to sports science. And once I did that, you had to teach group fitness classes if you wanted to be marketable, you know? So then I was like, okay, so then I ended up doing a, a hip-hop aerobics class, that, and I stole the choreography off of MTV's The Grind Workout, yes. Eric Nies. I tell people this all the time. Like, I've never met Eric Nies from MTV Real World. I had a huge crush on him when I was a kid, but I'm like... Eric, I don't have a question you now, but I would love to meet you to shake your hand and say, dude, thank you, because it was that grind workout that really, you know, spearheaded my fitness and my confidence because I love to dance. And so wow. that, that's kind of the story of me finding fitness, loving fitness, overcoming my own weight struggles so that today, in today's time, when people are struggling, they're doing push-ups and they're sweating and they're like, why the hell is Shanti making me do this? It's because I've been through it and I know the joy and the and the reward you get when you start to really commit and you get results that you own because you did it with your body and you can feel really good. And was there one moment where you thought, okay, this is the industry I 100% am meant to be in. I see myself having a career in it. What was that aha moment for you? The aha moment for me uh, to want to make this a career is I was 19 years old and I taught group exercise. But at the, at the fitness facility, the rec center, you could have people from the, um, from the community coming. So it wasn't just for college students. And a 41-year-old 40, man came up to me at the end of class one day and was like, you know, you changed my life since I've been taking your class. Now, mind you, I'm like, how am I changing your life? You old. You know, mind you, I just turned 42 yesterday, Saturday. But when an older man, person, came up to me and said, you changed my life, you know, it just like instilled this kind of amazing thing that I had the, I had like um, a flash of memories from teaching up until that point. And I just remember when I walk into class to teach people, it's not about me. I feel such joy in bringing out the depths of the human soul, like getting them to dig so far beyond the abs, so far beyond the chiseled face so far beyond the biceps and shoulders to dig so deep within themselves that fitness becomes more about, you know, who they are as a person and, and on the inside and less about the physique on the outside. Because at the end of the day, listen, at some point, you know, Lord willing, we're all, you know, 80. 
And we ain't gonna have them booming ass six packs. We ain't gonna have the booty. You know what I'm saying? I post as many uh, booty shots in my tights now because who knows what it's gonna look like in 25 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's about really telling people like, yo, dig deep from within. So that way, fitness becomes an extreme lifestyle for you. And it's less about you having to showcase. I mean, look, we all want to look good at the beach, right? We all want to look good on vacation. Of course, like, there's always that looking the best you can look in your body. But it's more about the commitment and consistency that if you work out, you will have amazing mental clarity, amazing mental clarity really translates into confidence more than you know, looking like a supermodel or a fitness model. Because just feeling good in your brain exudes so much confidence. I I, I give people an exercise, and if people are watching, I tell you to do this. Like, when I walk out of my house every day or my transformation center, the first few steps I take, like, I'm walking down the runway. I'm like, yes. I'm like, listen. Like, I'm I'm going to walk the runway every day single day because I want to feel good about who I am. Listen, I, I don't know who's watching. Sometimes my husband, Scott, is watching. Yeah, I make sure he watch sometimes, but most of the time it's for me. So when you walk out of your house, walk like you walk the runway, no matter where you are on your weight loss journey. And what you've accomplished is incredible. I mean, you've had more than a billion dollars worth of sales for, with all your programs and videos. And it's amazing because you had a dream and you went after it and you accomplished it because you took a chance and you put in that work. So for anybody watching, I've seen a few people saying you've inspired them on many dreams of their own. What advice do you have for that person who hasn't taken that chance or thinks nothing will ever happen for them? What, what can you tell them to give them some encouragement? There's thinking and then there's action a lot of people are thinking that something can't happen for them. They're thinking that it's too tough. They're thinking that the barriers are going to be tough to overcome. They're thinking that the journey is long. They're thinking, they're thinking, they're thinking. And while thoughts are the first step, you have to take those thoughts and turn them into action. Right? When I moved, I got a call. I was at the laundromat with my quarters in Jersey. I got a call from an agency in LA that I had like mistakenly come upon to dance for i got a call and it was they said i want you to come move to la and be a professional dancer for us my initial thoughts was there's no way i'll be able to dance for mariah carey there's no way i'll ever be able to you know be in music videos there's no way i'll be in music videos like i like i think that those people are too good Mm -hmm. but i called my mom up on the phone i said mom what do you think i should do she says if you don't go you'll never know Right? And that stuck with me. And I want, if you're here, if you're watching this right now, I want you to literally write that, I call it a truth bomb, write that, write that down. If you don't go, you'll never know. If you don't go, you'll never know. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to LA. And when I went, everything changed because my mother telling me, if you don't go, you'll never know really translated into every single thing that I did, even when I moved to Los Angeles, like go to that audition. Go even if you're going to get turned down. You know, go up to people and talk to them even if you're nervous. Get on that stage the first time you have to public speak, even if you suck, right? Because if you don't go, you'll never know. The other thing that happens for people out there who are afraid to go after their goals because of fear, you know, we all know fear is false evidence of appearing real. But even if you suck at something, and I, like, even if I suck at acting, dude, like, I'm the worst actor 
But around the house, I, Scott thinks I'm pretty good because I'm a little dramatic. I'm a dramatic. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if you if you feel like you suck at something, I'm telling you, like, keep being really bad at it. Because the more you practice being bad at something, the better you're going to get at it. We, it is impossible, literally impossible for us to stay bad at something. Let's take your first day of working out. The first day of doing insanity, you want to punch me in the face, right? The second day you want to punch me in the face, probably like the first 20 days you want to punch me in the face. But something happens as you go along, you get stronger, you get mentally stronger, you start to be able to go a little bit longer. But a lot of people still think they suck, right? The journey is never ending. Even my journey to, I was doing Sean T today, I was like this mother, he done lost his damn mind. I've been, I put on sanity 15 years ago, right? I'm like, or maybe not 15, like 12 years ago. But you know, like 12 years ago, I, I'm, I'm still like, it's still tough, but I'm still going. And I say something in my workouts and I say it in a lot of workouts and I want you all to watch this and like internalize this. The stronger you get, the better you'll feel. Mm. The stronger you get, the better you'll feel. That's with anything. That's, you know, uh, confronting your spouse about, you know, maybe you guys are having intimacy issues. That's all the way down to a workout. Like, oh my gosh, these push-ups are so hard. The more you do, the more you, you really spearhead and go after something, the stronger you get, the better you feel. And that is a promise. Absolutely. I think that's something that we can all keep with us every day for the rest of our lives. And, and that's just advice that we forget from time to time. So it's good to have that reminder. And I love your idea of writing it down too. It helps to see it, you know? Yeah, because I mean, the thing is like, if you don't, if you don't like attach to your journey, if we keep yeah. throwing away, like I don't throw away the past. I don't throw away the fact that I was sexually abused. I didn't go to therapy to get rid of it. I went to therapy to see how that could literally be a fossil to my history, right? Like I don't use it. It's not, you know, dinosaur bones. They're not, dinosaurs aren't walking around, but they're a part of our history, right? They're, they can't kill us anymore, but we know that they're there. And now we kind of celebrate the fact that, wow, like if you believe in dinosaurs, like I, I read a lot of kids books, so please excuse my analogies. But that's the same thing of what happens in our life. Like my sexual abuse, is a fossil, it's, it's a part of me. I'll never be able to get rid of it, ever, ever, ever. So how am I gonna utilize it? Okay, it happened to me, it made me feel really bad. I struggled with it a lot, I got therapy, I accepted it, now I use it to make me stronger. And you believe in living life with the three T's. What are those three T's and why are they important? Truth, trust, and transparency. They're right behind me. I don't know if you can see them. Oh, there they are. Yeah, truth, trust, transparency. And yeah. why? Why those words? Because, like, you can't go wrong with telling the truth. So, being, telling yourself, like, you can't, you know, you can tell everyone else a lie. You you can. I can tell you, Tommy, like, I ate breakfast a day. I had IHOP and whatever. I didn't have that, but you would possibly believe me. Well, you probably wouldn't believe that I ate that today, but sometimes I do. But you know, <laughs> I can tell you anything, yeah. right? And there's a there's a 95% chance that you will believe me unless you really know me. But you can't tell yourself a lie. And then, you know, people always say like, oh my gosh, like that person believes their lie. No, they don't. They know that they're lying. So, yeah. you know, if you can always just be truthful with yourself, which 
ultimately means accepting what is, right? The truth is what is. It's, it's, it's what is at this moment. Once you have truth with yourself, you can trust yourself. Because if you and I, when we hang out, I'm saying we're going to hang out one day. That's like, right. If our first time hanging out, I lied to you and you fact-checked it and you knew I was lying to you, you would never want to hang out with me again because right. you didn't trust me, right? Same thing with yourself. The more you tell yourself a lie, the less you're going to accept yourself. So truth, once you are truthful with yourself, then you can trust yourself, which is the most amazing thing because once you trust yourself, you can be extremely transparent. And while life is tough, like you can sit here and hear me talk today and be like, oh, Shanti has it all together. No, like last week I had a conversation with Scott and three times in the conversation I melted down, like bawling from pandemic, from work, from relationship, from kids. You know what I mean? But the reason why I was allowing myself to be in that emotional state is because I was telling myself the truth, which then I can trust that what I'm going to say is authentic enough to be transparent. So when I did talk to Scott about it, it, you know, like transparency just kind of rules the game. And then being transparent, then you can start to heal. Then you can start to work on things that can make you stronger. Because if you're constantly lying to yourself, which I'm not gonna say it's okay to do, but we've all done before. If you constantly lie to yourself, you're really gonna be stuck and you're gonna get nowhere. And that's why I have on my arms, like trust, I know that's backwards, but trust and believe. I have it on my body, like I see it every single day. So I always remind myself, like you can't lie to yourself. You just, you, it is impossible. You can say a lie to yourself, but you can't technically lie to yourself because you know the truth. And can you share a couple of your life principles and the superpowers that you talk about in your book, Tease for Transformation? Yeah, so a couple of my principles are conquer your mind, transform your life. So for me, again, I go back to my sexual abuse a lot because it was the, it was the toughest thing that I had ever been through while not even realizing that it would be the toughest thing that I've been through. But once I went to therapy, I was able to go back and be like, wow, how mentally tough was I at 8, 9, 10, 11 years old to be able to survive this, to not, you know, repeat it, number one, and be in jail, or not a lot of people don't do well with their mental health after that, right? right. So conquering your mind, the more you conquer your mind, and it goes with the truth, trust, and transparency, the more you'll conquer your life. It's the same thing in exercise. Like, the more you do... and. The reason why I developed insanity and I use it as an example is because the more you push yourself every single day and you have to be like, oh my gosh, you can do it. Like I'm struggling, but you can do it. That is a subconscious way of you constantly being extremely positive to yourself. And the more positive you are to yourself, the more positive you think. And the other thing is in terms of weight loss, and I hope this kind of answers the question because I talk a lot, but one of the things that's really important for everyone out there to know, especially when it comes to fitness and weight loss, like... It's, I said this earlier, fit doesn't have a size, it has a mentality. I love that. It doesn't, because I can stand next to you, you can stand next to your best friend, she can stand next, if your best friend's a girl, she can stand next to her dad, she, her dad can stand next to his aunt, right? We can all be at different bodies, and you never know who's gonna come out on top when it comes to like, how many push-ups you can do, or how many jumping jacks you can do. We all judge fitness, and we all judge strength on the way someone looks on the outside, and that's just, it's just not true. Because you can have someone who looks like the strong, in the strongest man competition, but 
he's gone through a really tough time in his life, right? right. Or she's gone strong, strongest woman comp competition. And we go in there and we can literally only lift half as much weight as them. But because they have so much mental stress, we would still be on that moment stronger than them. Right? So it's not about the it's not about the weight of your body. It's really about the baggage you carry in your life and in your mind. And if you can really go after having trem a tremendous amount of mental fitness, I'm telling y'all, like, ugh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Like consistency, success, this whole thing where people say, Life is a journey, not a destination. It just it just becomes true for you. And we had a great question come in. Somebody was wondering, they're on their fitness journey and they're not getting a lot of support from some friends. And this is something I wanted to also ask you because I feel like people don't allow themselves to be selfish sometimes mm. when it comes to health and wellness. And I think it's okay to be a little selfish because you're putting yourself first in some beautiful ways. What are your thoughts on this? Right, so in my book, Tears for Transformation, one of my superpowers is being positively selfish. Because, and the way that makes sense is you can't run on empty. I want everyone out here, if you don't have an electric car, or if you have an electric car, don't plug your car in. And if you run out of gas, don't get gas and try to drive the car. You ain't going nowhere. If you don't charge your car, you're not going anywhere. And so, but there are people out there, and I'm sure you've been guilty of this, maybe, I know I have, that we want to give, 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 give for whatever reason, and the last person we give to is ourselves, and then by the time we want to give to ourselves, we have no energy left, and we're trying to run on empty. We're trying to run on fumes, and that just doesn't work. So... You see a lot of times here on Instagram, and I love the hashtag self-care. It's a lot of people that follow that hashtag and use it. And basically, self-care is being positively selfish. You have to be okay letting your kids, if you have kids, watch the iPad because you need to go breathe for a second. You have to be okay you and your spouse going on a date night. Or, you know, we, you, you have to do these things for yourself. You have to work out for yourself. You have to watch Netflix sometimes. You have to like tell people at work, like I don't have time for this right now because if I don't release this stress, I'm gonna be no good to you. So being positively selfish is a really incredible way for you to prolong your greatness. And I think that's <laughs> the, the point of being positively selfish is prolonging your greatness. Instead of thinking, if I'm selfish, people are going to think that I'm selfish and they're not going to like me. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, like, this person is so selfish. It's like, no. Mm. Being, being negatively selfish is seeing that people are in need, you having the energy to help, and watching and saying, yeah, but I need to go to the mall and get some new clothes. That's being negatively selfish. Being positively selfish is possibly seeing someone in need and saying, you know what, give me a day because I feel like I can prolong and help you even better if I just take a moment to reflect on this and just give myself some time, right? So 
I want people to know that it's it's really okay to give yourself time to have self care. I when the pandemic is not going on, I get a massage once a week. There are times where my husband Scott is like, I'm sending you to Omni La Casa and Carlsbad for a day and a half just to get away. You know, we do these things for each other because if you don't take time to care about yourself and to be positively selfish, you can really find yourself in a an on e situation. Yeah, I think that's such a great way to reframe it and to flip the table and not feel guilty for taking time for you. And it's something everyone needs to have. So I love, love your framing of that. That's incredible.、Um, I want to switch gears and talk about love for a minute. I love me some love, Shanti. Hey, so, hey, 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 hey! You are a proud married man to your husband, who we all get to see you guys on social media together, and, and we love glimpses into your lives. And I think you know you've been doing a lot of cleaning lately. I've been seeing that,、um, yeah. and、uh, or maybe Scott's been doing a lot of cleaning. I'm starting to help him a little more. All right, let's get it together. Come on, Italian <laughs> boy. I like to clean too. Let's go. What does what does marriage mean to you? I'm sure little Shanti never thought he would be married one day, right? He never thought、oh、it would be possible. Yeah, as a as a homosexual man, and you know, growing up in Jersey and trying to hide who you are, like, the, and having kids on top of that, I never thought I'd be married with kids. Like that is something that never crossed my mind. But、um, what does marriage mean to me? I think that a lot. And so I'll say this: you know, there are a lot of people that fall into I'm going to get married and we're going to be A B C D E F G. And so when Scott and I decided we wanted to get married, we literally sat down and was like, "What does marriage look like to you? What do you want it to be?"、Mm. And it was really important. And so my answer to that question is: if you have a spouse and you. Haven't asked them the question. Even in the the inception of your relationship, you know, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, and whatever. If you sit down and say, "What does a relationship literally look like to you?" Like, you know, so, so me and Scott have a relationship of、um, we're independently together because one of the things that both of us have seen in our lives, and Scott is forty eight, he's six and a half years older than me, and me in my life is that people conform. To like this idea that they're not allowed to grow within the relationship,、mm-hmm. and so we decided that we wanted to be independently together. Meaning, like we're always together, but we have an amazing amount of communication, and we always support an idea or dream that someone wants to go after. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. Obviously, we work through. Is it financially? Smart is it emotionally okay for both of us? But we never we never start with no. We start with yes. And how is this going to affect us? Because by having that independency and being allowed to grow in a relationship, it really allows you to even if you wanted to do something, you think like, okay, that's not going to be good for both of us. But at least I'm allowed to verbalize what it is that I want. And so for our relationship, we are. Hell bent on constantly like letting each other grow. Like I'm a wild child. I'm wild as hell. Like I'm so <laughs> crazy. Like I'm the kind of I'm the I'm the guy in the relationship. Scott can be on his computer like so focused, and I'm coming in. I'm turning on music and I'm giving him a show. Like I'm dancing. I'm calling <laughs> the kids over. I got choreography made up. You know, like and there are people that's like, don't bother me, don't bother me. But he knows. I'm like, I'm not leaving until I get my response, and I'm out. I also know there's times where I'm like I can't mess with him, but、uh, you know that was just a fun way for me to explain. Like, 
being in a relationship and having the ability to be free to grow and grow together. Like how, man, like, can you imagine like, well, I can imagine, but being in a relationship where you, and I'll say this to, to end that because I can go forever. But a lot of times what happens is when people are in a relationship, they grow and they never find a way to complete the pyramid. So Scott and I are like, we're like, okay, this is our foundation. And like every couple months, we're like, all right, we're gonna make another pyramid. We're gonna make another pyramid. We understand that like we can't be in the same mindset all the time, but we're gonna connect. And the last thing I'll say is we have something called Hot Tub Confessionals, where we go in the hot tub. It used to be once a month, but with the pandemic, it's a little different. And you can get, you can say anything and get anything off your chest. Doesn't matter how scary it is to tell the other person. And we say it. And usually what happens afterwards is like some intimacy happens because you just kind of feel closer together, you know, exactly. or just like, you know, great conversation ensues. So that's, you know, that's how our marriage is set up. Those are a lot of good tips for a happy and healthy relationship. My husband and I are very similar to you guys. And, you know, I think respect is another big one. You have to respect each other. Otherwise, I think you are doomed. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I love that. I love that you use the word respect because... And, you know, that's what I, you know, I mean by, like, just being of a, assisting that person to help them grow. Because, yeah. you know, if you get knocked down every time you want to do something new or different, you know, you guys, are, you're going to find a little strike. But I also say, and I, like a realist, like, we argue. It's not like we don't argue. I mean, I'm from yeah. Jersey. Like, I can't help it. Like, I'm a Jersey boy, too. Jersey Italian. Right. So you probably, oh, I'm glad we ain't in a relationship. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but you get it. I mean, like, no relationship is perfect. I think perfectly flawed, but the consistency is respect and, you know, really assisting the other person so they can grow as much as possible. Absolutely. And, and you've been very open about your surrogacy journey as well, and you have beautiful two-year-old twins. Thank so you. what was that experience like? I think it's really important to have messages put out there that you guys share because you don't see it a lot. And if, if little Tommy got to see that as a kid... I think life would have been a lot easier for me in many ways. So I love that you're so open and talk about this. Yeah, so thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, our surrogacy journey was, it was a five-year process. It was, we had six egg donors, five surrogates. There were, it was lots of tears and stress, very expensive, you know? And so there was the financial stress. There was... Um, you know, at one point I wanted to give up and not do it. Then you have the stress of, you know, forming relationship with these amazing women who want to carry your baby and their families to the point where one time my brother and his wife was trying to help us for a year and a half to no avail. And every time you, you have a new surrogate that doesn't work, you are in a relationship and you have to break up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand how terrible that is to constantly have to break up and say, you know, I need to move on because I want to have children. And, you know, making sure that the woman and her family doesn't feel like they were used, it was terrible. But on my birthday, 2017, we found out we were pregnant with our fifth surrogate who uh, actually worked in our fertility clinic, the second fertility clinic that we went to. Her husband didn't want her to be a surrogate, even though she worked in a fertility clinic, but she... So she read our profile and she went home to her husband. And she sat down on the bed and said, I need to be these guys surrogate because of their story. And she got pregnant after one try. 
delivered our babies. We're still friends with her to this day. She's like their auntie. Her kids still ask about us and our family and, you know, we FaceTime. And, uh, you know, there are times where I'm like, you want to take them back for just like a week? <laughs> and she's like, hell no, I got five of my own. But, um, but to all surrogates out there, and I say this, to anyone who's a surrogate and an egg donor or even sperm donors, because I know there are a lot of, you know, some people look down upon it because of whatever reason, but you are all out there really helping a lot of people by donating. You're really like letting your body be a vessel to make other people happy. So if you're an egg donor or a surrogate or a sperm donor out there, thank you so much because I know, um, I also know lesbian couples that, you know, had kids, you know, and they use this, a sperm donor. And so it's something that like a lot of people don't like to talk about, but we're like, yo, our two kids, they have the same mom egg, if you will. They have this, they use, not the same egg, there's two different eggs from one woman. And, you know, we fertilized them. Scott fertilized one. I fertilized the other egg, egg. And then we, you know, implanted them into the uterus of our surrogate, Ashley. And she grew it. So for people out there who don't know how that, you know, how that goes, it's, it's, it's such an amazing scientific process. Like they introduce a sperm and egg outside the body in the petri dish. And there are a lot of people out there that's like, that's not normal. That's not natural. I'm like, well, guess what? If you see our two little boys, you wouldn't be able to tell. And like, again, I thank all of those angels, those I call surrogates, egg donors and sperm donors, they're angels because they, for whatever reason, felt it was okay to want to help you build your family. So thank you to all of those people out there. That's so beautiful. And, and Sean, what has fatherhood taught you? Patience. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dude, like, I didn't know you could be this fucking tired and still walk around. Like, you know, I said, I said earlier, like, you know, don't run on E. The only time I run on E is when my kid screams at 12, screams at 3, and I got to get up at 5.30. But, you know, it's it taught me patience. Like, there are times, like, there are times where I'm, like, I feel like, oh, my God, like, I'm such a bad father because I lost my patience with the child. But, you know, I learned from it. And now I'm so patient. Like, now I get up with them. You know, I take them downstairs. I'm very calm, very chill. They throw temper tantrums. I get beat up all the time, and I'm fine with it. So, um, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Do you feel like you're changing perception on what the definition of family is, given that you're putting it all out there in a really positive and influential way? I don't know if 
I'm necessarily changing the perception of what family is, but I'm, I feel like we're definitely opening people's minds to the fact that, hey, listen, I know people who were who were raised in a compound, not in like a cult compound, but they were raised in a compound with multiple different right. families. And I, you know, I'm doing a podcast. I'm working on a podcast right now called We Are Family. And I'm one of the hosts. Um, it's put on by Parents Magazine and it comes out this summer. And it's a really cool podcast because we talk to so many different kinds of families from foster parents, foster kids, same sex wow. couples, you know, co-parenting situations. Um, so everyone has a different life. And so this is what I like to say to everyone. What happens behind closed doors, you never know. You might think that, oh, these people are like, they have the best life because of what they show you. But when you, when people are behind closed doors, you don't know. It's up to you to determine how you want to raise your family and what you want your family values to be. And, you know, for Scott and I, we just want to show the world, like some people are like, I can't believe you posted kids on social media. I'm like, listen, I want people out there to know that this is real life. Like they F up the house. <laughs> we got to clean it. They pee on the floor. You got to clean it. But there's also the fun times of, you know, reading and seeing them grow and teaching them how to swim and like, you know, and having family moments of like sitting at dinner and like at two and a half years old, like we've been able to really work with our kids where they communicate well. So there's the highs and the lows, but you know, as long as we keep going and keep pushing through, uh, you know, I'm just thankful that we can continue to do that. Listen, somebody just said Sean T for president. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'll be a president of the LGBTQ union, but not the USA. No, ma'am. <laughs> and Sean, I love that you're providing such a light during such a crazy time right now. And you have, I know you have a Facebook group that 25,000 people have signed up for and you're offering some, some workouts. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing to help keep people sane during this crazy time. Well, first of all, I'm just being me. That's the thing. Like, I'm going to be me. Like, I, like, I'm just me. I have like really amazing fun moments. I have serious moments. I have sad moments. And I'm like, this is me. So, and I love being on Instagram. I love Instagram stories. I'm crazy as hell. You know, I love it. Y'all know I'm crazy because you've done my workouts. But um, I'm also, I also have a group of now 26,000 people that have decided to take on the hardest 60 days of their life. And I believe that a lot of people want to go on this really tough journey because, you know, we're going through something hard. You combat going through something hard with doing something hard. And so many people have told me over the last six weeks or seven weeks, however long we've been on this pandemic, that working out has really helped them, you know, just kind of mentally. And so when I told them we're, go we're doing the hardest 60 days ever, they were like so ready. So if people want to join my Dig Deep for 60 Days, uh, I call it Dig Deep Nation. You can go to my Instagram, click the link in bio. The Facebook group actually clo actually closes tonight. But if you keep this up for 24 hours, Tommy, and maybe I'll keep it open for 24 hours. So you got it. Going in. Yeah, so. You got it. I love that. I love that you're inspiring people during this crazy time. You can't see it right now, but we have this massive pull-up bar in our living room in our New York City apartment and like benches and dumbbells. Our whole apartment is a gym right now. Yes. <laughs> well, when I get back to New York, when this is all over, maybe Scott and I will come over and hang out and we'll see you can do more pull-ups. <laughs> all right. It's on, Shanti. And I have one last question for you. And I love this question so much. And that is, what would you tell your younger self? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would tell my younger self because for so much, so many times in my life when I've been in, you know, really sad state, so many people were like, don't be sad, don't be sad, don't be sad. And I would tell my eight-year-old self and I would be like, it's okay to be sad because all of that that you feel and attaching to your emotions are going to help you understand what it's like to deal with your emotions later on. And I think that like being able to deal with your emotions makes you so much stronger. I love that. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate you so I like, much. I feel like I've known you my whole life. I can't wait to finally hang out. I know, and we will, and it'll be fun, and I can't wait. And to everyone out there, like continue to dig deep in your life, whether you do my workouts or not, just make sure you focus every single day to do the best that you can do.